Every time I shave my beard off, when I come home, my son says to my wife, is that Abba? <laughs> and much as I'm able to answer in the affirmative, it's very clear to me that that all of us here, all of you, we all share the tension that is the tension of wearing many masks and yet knowing that behind all of them there is something stable, something solid, something that can't be erased. Often, depending on how we wear the mask in life, depending how long it is before we take them off and refresh, the memory sometimes grows dim, sometimes faint. But we are rest assured by our tradition and by all of the great traditions that beneath all of the flux, beneath all of the indeterminacy between all of the liminal spaces in our life, when push comes to shove and we take off the mask, we have something to look forward to. This week, the Torah and the Jewish calendar will focus on masks of sorts. In this week's Torah portion, we will read about the Big Day Kuna, the, the garments that the priests wore in the temple. And sure enough, this Wednesday night and Thursday day, many of us will be dressing up in costumes, a day of exploring the boundaries of identity and how important surfaces and depths play with each other. Something fascinating that the Jewish mystical tradition says, take it with a grain of salt, I hope, the first four letters of the Hebrew alphabet, they, sell, they say, spell a mystery. The first four letters, Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalid. Aleph, they say, stands for the one, the only one who is Aleph, is one, alone, unified, without pieces. Some call him God, some call her goddess, some call it Holy Spirit, some call it Dharmakaya, lots of names but one taste, Aleph. And then Bet Gimel Dalet, taken together, two, three, and four, they say, spells the word in Hebrew for Beged which is clothing. But it also spells the word in Hebrew for betrayal, boged. And so the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh said that clothing can be an expression of Aleph, an expression of who you really are. The mask you wear in the world, the roles that we play, can be a deep expression of your Aleph, of who you really are. Or unfortunately, the clothes you wear in the world, the roles that you play can be boged, can be a betrayal of the deepest truth of who you really are. We can live our whole lives wearing clothing that doesn't fit. It's too big, it's too small. It doesn't say who we are. And I'm not talking about Armani now. So in exploring 
the tension between clothes as expression or simply put clothes as revelation or clothes as concealment. We don't ever come to a full satisfactory answer, do we? It never is true, as many in the New Age movement and some psychological circles would have us, that if we just let down all of our masks, all the time, live naked, reading the, right, reading the Garden of Eden story that the clothing is given when? After the sin. Those who would have us believe that clothing is a cultural lie and have us live always in that place of perpetual nakedness, whether in heart, in mind, in spirit, or in body, our tradition says they're missing the other side of the coin. We will always be wearing a mask because one moment of nakedness will become the next moment's mask, and so on and so on and so on. And those who would choose the other extreme, as many in 19th century Germany and other places who said that we must dress as the mensch, that we are to distance ourselves from all of the dirt, so to speak, of life through an expression of togetherness that is your calling card, showing up always with the perfect mask to manipulate the perfect situation, reading the Genesis story as clothing, clothing is the corrective in the Garden of Eden. Clothing comes to elevate us above the animal. Each of them, each side of this dialectic, this tension, is perfectly true. And along comes Purim and says something really profound. I don't know about you, I haven't chosen what I'm going to wear yet. But let me tell you that I don't always have an easy time with it. I don't always have an easy time deciding whether to dress up, should I dress up, should I not dress up. I'll look silly, I'll look funny. I don't want to look silly, I don't want to look funny, but I do. <laughs> Dressing up is hard to do. <laughs> but in that moment, that Purim comes along and says, wear a different mask today. Try on a couple of different masks. And in fact, it was true that cross-dressing, cross-dressing is in rabbinical literature. It's one of, right, one of the practices of Purim is cross-dressing, right? It's a drag Purim. <laughs> drag Queen Esther. That in the, the mystery and the wisdom of Purim, of true carnival, of true burlesque, there is a willingness to try something on even though it doesn't fit. To try something on that is different, that stretches us, that makes us slightly uncomfortable because that's where the growth is. That to be in a place of discomfort almost always is a prerequisite for growth. And the trusting of Purim, the trusting of Purim is this, that no matter what mask you wear, if you practice putting them on as frequently as you can, as playing with instead of being reified in a certain place, that that itself, that plasticity is spiritually nourishing. I was reading an article this week 
by someone who has been to our community, Richard Davidson. It was in Newsweek, front cover of Newsweek. A new study about the neuroplasticity of the brain showing that when you try different skills, it actually changes your brain chemistry. If you try to repeat over and over again to learn the violin, guess what? That part of the brain that is connected with learning the violin with those techniques will actually change, and it's quantifiable. We can see it. If you practice compassion, if you practice wearing the clothing that you're not used to wearing, it will grow on you. And so if you stay rigidly in one role, especially one that doesn't fit you, break out. If you're used to being in a role that has you playing a certain part, be willing to try something new. But wait a second, Rabbi, what if I get lost? What if I get lost? Rabbi Jonathan Omerman said something very beautiful that I wanted to share with you. He said, integrity is the ability to listen to a place inside oneself that doesn't change, even though the life that carries it may change. So that place inside that is listening, that place inside that is beyond all mass, that place inside is ultimately what is revealed when we take off our mask, even if only for one day. They tell a story about a sage who was visited by a troubled man. Exhausted from his suffering and confusion, asked the sage for help. The sage looked deeply into the troubled man and with compassion offered him a choice. He said, you may either have a map or a boat. After looking at the many pilgrims surrounding him, the troubled man said, I'll take the boat. The sage kissed him on the forehead and said, Go then, you are the boat, and life is the sea. Go then, you are the boat, and life is the sea. Amidst all of the changing tides in our days, all of the roles that have a chance to confuse us, Purim says, now do it intentionally. Play the game with life. Take off the mask you wear and try one other on. And don't worry, if you listen deeply enough, you are the boat. You'll know how to get back. The oldest oar that you have is your ear. Listen. I want to bless each and every one of you and bless me back that God should bless us with the ability and the flexibility to be able to know when we've reified a role in our life that is no longer helping us breathe. God should help us push out into uncharted waters with only ourselves as the boat, listening deeply. In this Purim, I want to challenge all of you to, uh, to shave and anonymously enter someone else's life. 